This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to another season of Compliance Man. This season is entitled Compliance Man True or False, where Tim and I and an occasional guest will take up a question on compliance in emerging markets. If you're a compliance professional, then Compliance Man is here to help you figure out what to focus on and how within your organization. Join your host, Tim Kazanoff-Bateroff, the Compliance Man, for three minutes of condensed compliance awesomeness. In this episode, Tim and I are joined by Maria Bulasheva, where we take up an interesting topic of should there be a special code of conduct for compliance officers Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back for another episode of Compliance Man. This season, our topic is true or false. And today, we're going to take up an interesting question posed by a guest. Is it a must-have for a special code of conduct for compliance officers in commercial companies? Uh, As uh, this season is called true or false, as always, I'm joined by Tim Kazanoff-Fatarov, a compliance practitioner who focuses on compliance in international markets and has done so for 20 years. Based upon his experience at in six countries as an in-house compliance officer, Tim now consults senior managers and compliance officers globally on complex ethics and compliance matters as partner and head of compliance at the law firm Eternal Law. On top of that, Tim is a co-founder of the Compliance Club, an international community of compliance practitioners, of which I periodically attend meetings, sharing best practices and trends with other compliance practitioners literally across the globe. You can learn more about Tim by checking him out on his LinkedIn page and his uh, Eternal Law page. In each podcast, we take up a hot, often provocative topic from today's corporate real-life agenda for the compliance professional and try to find out if it's true or false. It can be tough. It can be a straightforward talk, and we would invite you, our listener, to join us to participate by commenting on each podcast and even proposing topics. So today we have such a guest, Maria Bulicheva, a compliance officer with a compliance working experience in three countries in construction, energy, automotive, and the logistics. First of all, uh, Maria, welcome to Compliance Man, True or False. Thank you very much. So as I said, today we're going to take up uh, the question of, and frankly, I think a very interesting question is, of should there be a special code of conduct for compliance officers in commercial organizations? And we may expand this to really talking about the obligations of a compliance practitioner within uh, a company. So we're going to start with um, Maria, and what are your views on this? Uh, thanks, uh, Thomas. And I really like the idea that compliance officers who are in charge of code of conduct or code of ethics uh, in the company or organization will have their own code of conduct with stricter rules than for all other employees. For example, if we check U.S. Department of Justice website, there you can find 14 principles for DOJ employees. The first principle is uh, public service is a public trust requiring employees to place loyalty to the 
private gain. Constitution, the laws and ethical principles above private. Among others, one can find such principles as in place shall put forth uh, honest effort in the performance of their duties, and employees shall act impartially and uh, not give preferential treat- treatment to any private organization or individual. And uh, a lot of consultants in the area of compliance also accept code of ethics for their employees. I really appreciate this, and I would like uh, to be the client of the company, uh, which is a special code of conduct for employees, which give me and my company an advice regarding compliance topics. And being a compliance officer in various commercial companies for more than 12 years, I would like to discuss with you a question whether it's a right time to introduce a special code of conduct for compliance specialists in commercial companies. Maria, thanks for raising this question. In my opinion, as compliance advisors provide advice to their clients, they should publicly declare their compliance principles. It is very logical that legal and compliance advisors or counsels issue their code of ethics. This document is playing the role of a typical code of conduct which doesn't exist in other commercial organizations as well. Tom, what do you think? Well, I have to say I was a little bit surprised when you posed this question, Maria and Tim, and it's not something I had really thought too much about. But I think there is is some value in this. Obviously, every corporation should have a code of ethics uh, or a code of conduct, and it's valid to uh, all employees. But oftentimes, a compliance function will have a separate compliance charter, which may have more detailed uh, specifications of responsibilities for both the corporate compliance function as a corporate function and compliance professionals within the organization. Maria, I found your citation to the Department of Justice quite interesting as well uh, because of the legal tie-in. Are you a lawyer, Maria? Yes, yes, I'm a lawyer, qualified Russian lawyer. Okay. So in America, uh, we are, lawyers are governed not by a a federal law, but by by states. So there's 51 different organizations that you have to belong to if you want to practice in every state in the United States. I practice in Texas, so I belong to the State Bar of Texas. The State Bar of Texas has its own rules for how lawyers must conduct themselves. In many ways, they are very different than a corporate code of conduct or a corporate code of ethics. And so I have additional obligations placed upon me as a lawyer. Uh, Now, if I'm Doing a podcast, those obligations don't apply because I'm not practicing law. But if I'm practicing compliance and I'm giving advice, then uh, most arguably those obligations would apply. So uh, I'm very comfortable having additional obligations on myself uh, as a lawyer uh, in the state of Texas. And the easiest one is uh, lawyers have a duty of confidentiality. So even if I don't sign an non-disclosure agreement, I still am obligated by the state of Texas to keep my conversations with my clients confidential unless they say I can uh, do otherwise. So there are additional uh, obligations. So as I said, I'm very comfortable with that. And many lawyers in uh, many compliance officers in the United States are lawyers, so they have those obligations already. 
Although for those compliance officers who are not lawyers or not licensed to practice law in the United States, uh, I, I would certainly be comfortable with having additional obligations uh, on myself as well. Um, what do you think uh, about that, Maria? Thank you very much for these comments. Um, and I agree that uh, in U.S. Uh, we see more detailization of um, so obligations of uh, legal consultants and maybe in future uh, compliance consultants. But if we are talking about uh, all over the world, uh, other countries with not uh, such regulated systems, um, and if we are thinking about uh, commercial organizations, international commercial organizations, I have an, an idea that maybe um, it would be good to have uh, yeah, special rules for compliance officers, and that's why I raised this question just now. So let me throw out one other topic or concept, perhaps, for both of your consideration. Um, it, it doesn't really matter whether compliance officers have additional obligations or not. If you are a compliance officer, if you raise your hand and say, I am the company's compliance officer, I am in the company's compliance department, you will be looked at differently. And you will be looked at as someone who is there to uphold ethical behavior, which means uh, everyone will be watching you. Everyone will expect you to go the extra mile. And just as Caesar's wife must be beyond reproach, I think compliance officers have to be beyond reproach. That means in terms of gift giving, gift receiving, travel, your expense reports have to be absolutely valid uh, and everything in between. So that um, I think, number one, sort of informally, you'll be expected and you'll be held to a higher standard by your employees. But the other topic I want to, to perhaps throw out is could a special code of conduct lead to additional liability for compliance personnel? And there is a, a debate close to this right now in the United States around whether compliance officers need special protection. And, and I have to say, first of all, I reject the idea that they need special protection. Uh, I reject the idea that um, compliance officers have a higher potential legal, um, uh, not obligation, but a potentially higher legal liability because they're compliance officers. Legal liability in the United States is based upon if you break the law, and it's the laws of the United States or the laws of your state. So the laws of the United States would be the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. The laws of the state of Texas are a little more flexible so we won't really go into that. But if if I, as a compliance officer, facilitate corruption, either as a part of the team that engages in corruption or at turning my head or bearing my putting my head in the sand and looking the other way, uh, I'm I'm potentially legally liable for a criminal act in the United States. And I think that's the way it should be. So uh, if there's an additional uh, obligation because of a special compliance charter or code of ethics. I don't think that's going to change the potential legal liability. But you both practice in, in different jurisdictions 
and um, with perhaps different laws. So I wanted to maybe throw those two points out that, number one, uh, the fact that you're a compliance professional, I don't want to say you have a target on your back, but everyone's looking at you to lead by example. And number two, uh, at least in the United States, if we agree to additional enhanced compliance obligations, either through a compliance charter or something else, it's not going to lead to additional legal liability. Tim, where do you come out on those two points? Uh, this question, because it's, 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 it's really a hot topic. Uh, based on my practice as in-house compliance practitioner, I would think it would be a good idea to have a special code of ethics for compliance practitioners who are in-house compliance officers. I think this will uh, specify the expectations of the company towards them and maybe the protection that compliance officers might get in case of troubles. Here, Tom, I disagree with you that uh, compliance officers do not need any specific protection uh, above something that probably may be already uh, prescribed in the laws. For instance, I, I know one case in Ukraine where there was a very brave compliance officer and he raised the problem in, in a big state corporation and then they, they just fired him. Even there was a legal protection per local law. So still whether uh, this local act will help him, I would think it's a big question, but still uh, I think that in some cases we need additional protection uh, when we are raising sensitive issues because it is our job. Now, in my life as a compliance advisor and compliance counsel, I think it is also a good idea, as Maria has said, to have a code of ethics. While, of course, as a law firm, we are part of many organizations that have their own code of ethics, so as legal counsels, of course, we are bound by certain rules of the game. In the very same time, in our compliance age, it's a good idea for the law firm to have a code of ethics or specific rules that will ensure that we are compliant with best practices. So, Tommy, if you will help us in that, we will do that specifically for this industry and probably will be pioneers in that area. Maria, what do you think? Uh, dear colleagues, thank you very much for these nice inputs. And now I really understand that the question is not so simple. Uh, we have really different angles of the question. Yeah, from first of all, it's the rules themselves, and from another angle, uh, their liability. And um, maybe before we make the decision or before the commercial company is making a decision to have these special rules, they really need to analyze all the other points concerning these, yeah, and the consequences of special rules for compliance officers such as liability and so on. Thank you very much that um, you raised uh, these concerns and uh, I really appreciate um, your inputs. So, in, uh, Maria, in terms of your experience as a compliance officer, do you feel like um, people expected you to or held you to a higher standard, whether or not there was a 
a special code of conduct in place, not so much looked up to you, but expected you to to follow the rules as well? I would say that um, maybe not um, my colleagues were expecting the rules. I can say that they were expected several decisions. Yeah, so in general, in many companies, as they see the compliance programs now, uh, compliance specialists are their advisors, their valuable advisors. And uh, really, the decisions are made by business people. And sometimes we feel that um, managers, they would like compliance to make decisions on certain steps. And from first um, point, yeah, when if we will have a code of conduct or code of ethics where it will be clearly stated that uh, compliance specialists are giving advices, yeah, it would help us. But from another perspective, um, as you mentioned, that liability, um, I think we really need to think about it one more time if we really need um, the special court and what would be the consequences of it. Well, Maria, uh, I really want to thank you for raising this question. It's it's really not something that we have, uh, I think, talked about directly in the United States uh, very much at all, although, as I mentioned several times, compliance charters are something uh, that we see, but they're aimed at uh, the the role of the compliance department, not the compliance professional. So thanks so much for raising that, and uh, I really hope that we can continue this conversation going forward. So thanks uh, to you, Maria, and thanks once again, Tim. Thank you, Tom. Tom, thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to this episode of Compliance Man True or False. Once again, we would love for you to share your views on the this ethics topic or indeed others. And we really want to have a sincere global conversation. Thank you for joining us, and I hope you will join us again. This season of Compliance Man True or False has been a special production of the Compliance Podcast Network. You should check out all of the offerings on the Compliance Podcast Network, which you can do by going to our website, www.compliancepodcastnetwork.net. We're running up on 60 60 separate shows, so there's something for everyone on the Compliance Podcast Network. Thanks so much for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.